Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Ah, the smell of the video store. I love this place. Do you remember when you could just look at the walls of covers? We had to choose just by looking at the cover and reading the crappy synopsis. It was, you were leaving with one. And the only way to know what new movies were coming out is you actually had to watch the trailers instead of skipping them. Right, we didn't have the internet to look it up. We had one guy named Todd behind the counter that would <laughs> tell us what was good or not. And Todd strangely liked way too many romantic comedies. Yes, but you always knew when the boobies were coming because Todd made sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and remember all the awful CG we had to put up with in the mid-90s? We talk about that a lot, don't we? Join us on Analog Jones and the Temple Film where we talk about VHS tapes. And we wax nostalgia like none other. We've got something that we haven't had in a really long time. A guest. Yeah, someone that's not <laughs> us. Yeah. But Sean, the word burglar, Jordan, is here. He is the host of the Do You Still Like This Movie podcast. But more importantly, he is SJ, the word burglar. And you've got uh, your, your fundraising for some more vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. You know, I was just thinking, like, you know, like Santa Claus has a bunch of different names, right? So why not? You can call me whatever you need, you know, while we're in the, the Christmas spirit here in uh, early spring. Is this considered spring or is this what? You know? It's still winter-ish. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends what the world decides to do this year, uh, yeah. temperature-wise. Listen, I'll tell you right now that I'm walking dogs in the morning and it's winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but two days ago it was in the 60s, so... <laughs> Well, I've been shoveling snow for the last like you know couple months now, so it's all oh, good. I, I'm, That's true. I'm You're our first vibe. Canadian, so 
Whoa, we uh, we like our snow. We like our uh, we like our holidays, and uh, we like our Christmas three sixty five. So yeah. it all yeah. it, you know it all kind of worked out to to come on here. Yeah, I've got new vinyl. We're doing a crowdfunder on Bandcamp right now. If anyone's interested, you can check it at wordburglar.com. It's old school hip hop infused with nerdy, geeky things that I love, like comic books, action figures, sports statistics, food, movies. Uh, uh, video games, cartoons, and uh, whatever I feel like dropping some rhymes about. And um, yeah, it's called the MacGuffin Device LP. I'm in, 100%. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, some of your songs even, I mean, if anybody watched the last blockbuster on Netflix, they've heard some of your music because your song Rental Patient is featured pretty heavily in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All about the days of renting videos. If, if if you guys remember those days, you know, going to the store and like hoping they have the movie you want to see. And if it's not in, like you got to pick something else. Like it's no, there was no like, oh, it's just going to be right here on Netflix. No, you, for those of, uh, those of us who remember going to the video store, right? Your movie wasn't in, you just couldn't see it. That was it. And you'd have to pick something else, maybe based on, box art alone which may not properly <laughs> depict the contents <laughs> of the film you uh you thought you were getting <laughs> well i think i think that's something we have like blind nostalgia for because i saw a meme the other day where it was like don't you miss this time and it was like a picture on the horror section and uh my buddy was like fuck no are you serious? Like, I, right now I get to watch whatever movie I want to watch if I can think of it. <laughs> but I do miss I do miss the amazing uh, box art that we used to get that we just don't get. I do so miss walking anymore. the aisles, man. Yeah, did I watch mostly trash? But it was trash I wouldn't have known existed if it wasn't for the video store aisle. So in the name of nostalgia, you threw out an idea to us that not only is it childhood nostalgia... But also it ties into what you're raising money for because you have a rap song about it. And that is perusing through the Christmas catalogs. We'd say, I don't know, what do you say? Circa early November, these bad boys would roll into your house and it was just circling shit and being like, Mom, these are the things I want. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking like even like as early as October, I'm not sure how the the scheduling, you know, in, in Canada, we don't. Thanksgiving isn't quite as big a deal, so they want to get you early with like the Christmas catalog. So that would show up, you know, in October. Yeah, I do have a song. It's called My Christmas Catalog Number, which is a bit of a play on, uh, you know, number being like here, this next number is about a Christmas catalog or also my Christmas catalog number because you would everything in it had a number associated with it where <laughs> when you called Sears or JCPenney or whoever – you would say, I'm going to order, you know, the uh, periwinkle blouse and uh, it's numbered da, 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 da. Or, you know, in my case, I'd be like begging my mom to get me some kind of transformer or something. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely one of those things where it was like, yeah, it was a Sears catalog. So there was a bunch of stuff in there. But when you're a kid, you just fucking flip straight to the middle where the toy section yeah. begins and yeah. just start circling. Shit. And I would even go past the toys. I would. I was electronics kid. Like I'm, I'm definitely the gamer on the podcast, so I would flip right to where I could find any computer toys, games, videos, anything like that. And usually you got this big catalog and it's hundreds of pages and you maybe got three pages of that. <laughs> and I would always remember like some of the, the, the toys and stuff, I would circle it and then I would never actually get anything that was in this catalog. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've uh, sometimes I would get the stuff that I circled, but it was you know what? It was almost like I did something very similar, not around Christmas time. When I was a kid, in the newspaper, every Sunday they would have the Columbia House insert. And even though my parents wouldn't let me apply for the 12 CDs or a penny because they understood that it was a scam, I would still take that insert out and go through album by album and circle all the ones that I was going to be on the lookout for when I went into the record store when I had allowance money. So even though it didn't necessarily lead to Christmas gifts, I do feel like those Christmas catalogs also were just a great, like, it was almost like your, like, Wizard Magazine, like, getting your toy yeah. breakdown of, like, okay, these are the things I'm lo- on the hunt for right now, and hopefully most of them come in for Christmas time, but at least I have, like, a documentation of their existence. Oh, exactly. Well, they were our early internet, and yeah. Christmas catalogs as well was kind of like an internet shopping for everybody because you <laughs> could get, you know, witty sweatshirts and nightshirts that <laughs> say it with style, or, you know, get a Nintendo, <laughs> you know, get some wrestling action <laughs> figures, or, you know, maybe bunny soft knits touched with Angora. You know, for the special one in your life. <laughs> I also want to, we're going to diverge from Christmas once again, because it's the end of February. But <laughs> Dylan, you brought up that you're the electronics guy. You brought up that yeah. you're the gamer of the show. Uh, before we hit record, Burglar and I were just shooting the shit about Christmas stuff. And we brought up 8-Bit Christmas. And he told me something really interesting, which yeah. is that... He is in Nintendo power for having the high score in one of the games featured in 8-Bit Christmas. Really? <laughs> it is true. That movie was awesome. Like, it was yeah. such a nostalgia overload, especially, like, I, like, totally relate to that era. And, yeah, I have the high score in Nintendo Power Magazine for a game called NARC. And NARC being in yeah. the movie, you know... <laughs> Everyone had Super Mario and all these other ones, but for some reason I had NARC. And it wasn't maybe the most popular game, wasn't the greatest game, but it was one of the only games I owned, so I yeah. got good at it. Did yeah. you happen to play the uh, the remake that they did of it? In like two, they did one. They did a remake in like 2007, 2006, 2007, which is god awful. Matt, <laughs> you need to look it up. The soundtrack's awesome. It's like full blown like Cypress Hill and early 90s hip hop, but the game is awful. But yes, the original <laughs> Narc, fantastic. Well, also like it was, you know, I say it in the song because I have a whole song about it. It's called Narc High Score Nintendo Power. If anyone's interested, check out the video on YouTube. We did a whole video that plays out like an 8 bit nintendo game yeah so i'm gonna shamelessly plug that go check out word burglar narc high score and nintendo power if you got a three minutes to kill on some video game related rhymes and that game i say was like grand theft auto but on the nes because yep. it was like weirdly violent you would like explode people <laughs> like, and you would pause the game and you could see body parts flying and stuff and if you paused it i remember you'd like blow up like a drug dealer or somebody some pusher trying to flash you or whatever they were doing like they'd open their trench coat and you'd pause the game and it'd be like a little happy face it looked like a little lego head <laughs> but it was okay because they were trying to push their drugs on you like, that's right <laughs> like, your parents like yeah you can yeah. explode those guys because they're bad guys they're trying to push their they drugs marijuana on, on yeah them. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly they're trying to push the devil's lettuce you can explode them but uh but yeah i was super excited so it's only the second movie eight bit christmas 
that to that I've ever seen Narc featured in, and the other being, of course, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, when that's right. They're the the like bad kids who are like getting trained to be thieves by the uh, Foot Clan. The Foot Clan give them like a narc arcade game to like hang out in their like lair. So it's like, yeah, you guys go do all these crimes and train to be ninjas. It's a real and mazes then, and monsters type yeah. situation. They're like, but they're they're doing the opposite because they're like, we shouldn't be exploding. These are us. We are the bad guys. No, it was a it was a modified version of narc. Oh, okay. Can you imagine? Yeah, Shredder went through and played around. He was very good. It was with a narc mod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was a good hack, yeah. Was, yeah. I like that. The Eon Genesis hack. Um, yeah. That was good. What nice. was so we're talking Nintendo. Was that in the days of the Christmas catalog, was that to you the big one? Was that the was that like the white whale of, of the Nintendo uh, of the Christmas catalog? Oh yeah, like Nintendo into Super Nintendo and uh you know, I love the action figures. So G.I. Joe's, Transformers, Star Wars, those were like especially like Late 80s, I remember seeing there was the G.I. Joe spaceship, the Defiant Space Shuttle Complex. And there's a photo, and I know because I like have since tracked down a copy of this catalog. And the photo, the kid next to this spaceship thing, like the spaceship goes up to like the kid's neck. When it's like he's playing with it. And I remember thinking like, oh. The kids in these catalogs, they get all these toys for free. Like, how do you yeah. get to be – can I audition to be a kid in a Christmas catalog? Like, I can play with Transformers as good as this guy. Like, you know. I imagine those kids Rocky in the catalogs Rocky after should the – should be wrestling Hogan, you know. After the, after the photo shoot, the, the, the person taking the picture just walks up and goes like, all right, give me that. And takes it. <laughs> so – so speaking of like the kids in the toy catalogs playing with the toys, I don't think I've ever brought them up on Christmas 365. I've brought them up on plenty of other podcasts, but uh, my uncle, who sadly has since passed away, was like my first experience in like a hardcore geeky guy, and he was a huge toy collector. He had seven complete sets of the original Star Wars action figures all still in the box. Um, so like he would just like whenever money was low, you just hop on eBay and be like, you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever, a couple million even for like full set of 150 Star Wars action figures still in original boxing like type stuff. But he had a beautiful display case of all of these Star Wars action figures because he had one set that he took out of the box for display purposes and he had the Boba Fett with the launch rocket and even like on his display case had cut out the image from the magazine of the kids playing with the spring loaded rocket thing and like taped it onto the glass of the display case. I think star Wars is the biggest example of like action figures gone wrong at Christmas because they didn't have them in time. So kids just open like a piece of cardboard that was like, you can turn this in for a star Wars toy sometime in April. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, man, like the Star Wars, that's legendary. I'm just thinking, like, what toys did he have? And also, I thought you were going to say because he took toys from kids who were in the catalog. Yeah, yeah, he ripped them out of their hands. You know, for whatever reason, you guys in Canada would get these, like, rarer toys. And he had a Canadian contact. So, like, you know, you couldn't get a Yakman toy in the States to save your fucking life to complete that 150 set. 
but he had some contact that he would call and he, they would ship him like 20 packs of Yakman toys. You yeah. fuckers and your Degrassi and your <laughs> <laughs> your special Star Wars toys. They, they got hey, the, and they, wait, what about all our wrestlers that uh, yeah. we send down to you yeah. guys? I mean, you know. Oh my God. That is true. Well, you guys, you guys also got you got a lot of the last run WWF toys in the '90s. You got the blank action figure from Dick Tracy that we never got in the states. Oh wow! Because it was a spoiler. Deep cuts, man. Yeah, no, I because that blank toy is like crazy rare in the United States. The Dick Tracy movie from the '90s, obviously. The blank is Madonna, and the action figure had a removable face that revealed Breathless Mahoney's face underneath it. But they're like, well, we can't put out this toy yet because it spoils the movie. So while we produce these, we're going to hold off on them until the movie is done its theatric run. And like this thing's going to be a huge hit. So like we have nothing to worry about. And then the movie completely bombed and no one was really buying the action figures. So they said, fuck it, ship them to Canada. And they just <laughs> said... <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds sounds about right. Yeah, you gave us Bret Hart. We gave you a bunch of toys that nobody wanted from the Dick Tracy toy line. It's like not only were they toys nobody wanted. It's for a movie nobody saw. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, with a twist that no one cared about. Yeah, it's like what I actually weirdly remember those toys i remember not liking that movie but now i kind of want to see this figure like with the face reveal that's madonna yeah madonna breathless mahoney was the blank the big the big bad in that movie you'd think it was big boy but no you'd be you would be wrong hello everyone we're superhero stuff you should know and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books think again we got romance we got action romance we got comedy we got everything you need man come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance what part are you talking about we've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that come on down to superhero stuff you should know all right so come on down to su- wait why did i say come on down to superhero stuff you should know 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. What was the best toy like dylan you made a reference to the fact that like you would circle all this shit but but very rarely did you ever actually get the toy yeah and i think it's like my parents even now my parents like when they go christmas shopping it's stuff in stores they don't really order stuff online and we would get the catalogs and kind of like what you were saying matt where you would circle the stuff you wanted and you would just kind of hope that you saw it in the wild or that it could be found in the wild they didn't really order anything from the catalog itself but it's like here's just an idea of of what i want i I think another thing with those catalogs is there was a lot of like junk in them 
like oh, yeah. uh, not name brand st- stuff. It was always like the ripoff stuff. And you're like, oh, God, I kind of hope I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, it's like name brand style. Yeah. You know, at a discount. And at the end of high school, I wound up getting a job working at the Sears call center. So I actually would get orders from people like calling up for the Christmas catalog and all these things. And most of the time it was like grandparents and like aunts and uncles and they would order in advance. So by the time like November, December rolled around, Sears was sold out of everything. So we would get, I'd come into work and they'd be like, all right, look, we're just tell them we're out of Pokemon. Okay. There's no, they can't get any Pokemons. They can't get any, or we're also out of, you know, whatever these blouses on page 82. So yeah. like people in, they'd call up they're like, I want this Pokemon. I'm sorry. We're sold out. And they would get so mad. It's like, well, what am I supposed to get for my grandson? He wants Pokemons. Get him Pokemons. Go see yeah. if there's and- one in the back. <laughs> all right. I just looked. There's none back there. Yeah. There's not, no, we were just like the call center. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, it was a fun job. But it was interesting to be on the other side of of Sears. I still remember. It's like, can I get your Sears client card number, please? And they all started <laughs> with the same six digits and had a headset, kind of like the one I'm wearing right now. Yeah, getting weird, <laughs> weird flashbacks. It's always <laughs> fascinating because I feel like as a kid, like you're circling those catalogs and you're like, I don't even know how this stuff gets ordered. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't had even know no how clue. This works. <laughs> At 36, you saying you would call and order them with a number is the first time that it really clicked in my brain that oh yeah, I guess my parents could call and order that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true yeah i thought i thought it was legitimately handing them a magazine and being like now you go to steers and you buy the things that are circled <laughs> like, <laughs> you could so there was another one and maybe some of your listeners know but we had consumers distributing which i think there was like equivalents maybe in the u.s and that was one where you did have to go in and you would literally go and cons- it was just you'd go and it was like a counter in this like warehouse that they'd be in malls or like weird warehouses attached to malls and you just walk in and you'd give a number and then they just walk to the back and pull it out of the warehouse. So in that case, you did have to go in, but Sears would deliver and they used to actually deliver to the pharmacy by me. Like it wouldn't come to your house. Like there was like a Sears catalog pickup depot at like your local drugstore or or wherever especially in like smaller rural communities like that's how sears would do very well in like a lot of small towns and stuff like that right so a lot of that catalog stuff and that's you know people would do their shopping early but what i loved about the catalogs was just like you know like we said about the internet it was like you got to see all this stuff you didn't know existed And you're just kind of flipping through these pages. And like in the song, that's what I talk about. Just sort of like I would spend every night like just reading this thing before I went to bed and like toys I didn't even care about. And like I'd learn all the like toys that like my sister would want or like I'd know what page, you know, you could find everything. And it was like this really like cool thing to like because, you know, that magic of like being a kid. I love toys and you know you can't have all the toys you want (laughs) but you know that magic when you just kind of your mom happens to take you to the mall or something and you just walk by like the toy aisle and you see like an action figure you've never seen before it's like what what is this i've never seen this one you know my cousin has a blue guy but i've never seen this like purple guy with the crazy spear (laughs) you know and just like that like thrill you know and when we were talking about doing the podcast matt like that's what i was 
I was just thinking and like getting all these great memories of, of yeah, just being a kid and like the thrill of like flipping through a catalog. And yeah, because that's and, gone. Like, yeah. exactly. That's like, it makes gone. me sad. Like, if I were to walk, so I teach sixth grade English. If I were to walk into my classroom and explain this to like my kids, they'd be like, what? fuck are you talking about <laughs> like like explaining this in a pre-amazon world like is insane is insane what do you mean there's nothing out there i haven't seen yet look i can google literally anything and it'll pop up it exists and i can get it instantaneously and if not instantaneously it can be at my house by tomorrow and it's like yeah you we we kind of lose this wonder and I know we were t- like I was making a joke about the renting the DVDs and movies thing, but I was a I was a Best Buy kid. I'm I'm sure we all were like going into Best Buy, buying the brand new releases, the brand every, new albums, every brand Tuesday, new movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me, it was brand new games too, and it's like all of those. I, it, there's maybe one or two aisles. I think CDI the CD aisles officially gone in Best Buys now. I think the Blu-ray aisle is maybe one or two deep. Yeah, it's um, like one row. I, I I just went to the other thing is that they don't care as much. Like you know yeah. me, I'm Mister Physical Release. Oh yeah. So like, Encanto came out on Blu-ray today, and I was like, yeah. I want to get that into my Blu-ray collection because I love having every Disney cartoon on DVD or Blu-ray. Like that's like a big thing for me. And I went in there at 4 p.m. and they still hadn't stocked the Encanto Blu-rays, and I'm like. Dude, that shit would have never flown five, six years ago. That would have been, they would have been here last night making sure that those were on the shelves yeah. for when the door and opened. They would be at night. telling you that they had it too. Yeah. As soon as yeah. you walked in the door, hey, welcome to Best Buy, home of the Encanto DVD special edition. <laughs> Buy it now for $29.95, right? <laughs> you know, they got the big buttons on Encanto. Well, and that was, I used to tell people that, like, literally, if you bought the DVDs or the CDs or any of that stuff the day it came out, it was probably going to be the best deal you got on that up yep. until Black Friday yep. later on because they'd be like, hey, this new movie for the Tuesday that it came out, it's going to be $9.99 and you yeah. come in here Wednesday, it it's going to be like, 20 bucks. Yep, it was usually <laughs> like 15 bucks on release day and then as soon as the next day hit, it, it went up to 20 Like It's <laughs> like, insane. I, it's, it's crazy and to explain that, I mean, even thinking about GameStop now, like I remember the first time I went into GameStop, the day of game, I think it was the Resident Evil Revelations on DS. I walked in there to buy it, and I'm like, "Hey, do you have this?" You're like, did you pre-order it? I'm like, "No." Well, we don't have it. I'm like, "What? The- it it came out today. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Does not compute." I miss regular retail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regular regular retail had its place, and I, you know, my friend Eric has a book coming out in like two weeks. It's like released from HarperCollins is going to be in Barnes and Noble. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go into a bookstore and I'm going to purchase your book because like, I don't know. It feels like it's cooler that I'm supporting my friend by physically walking into a store and purchasing a thing where I never thought I would be able to purchase anything that had my friend's name on it in a store. than like if I'm just downloading it or like ordering it on Amazon, it's like it's kind of the same as just like downloading any of my friend's music on Bandcamp. Like. Yeah, I'm being supportive, but like it it feels the same as if they just sent me the MP3. It's like I want to walk into the store and be like, "My friend made this." Yeah. Here's and $20. <laughs> like, 
And it's about, it's a, a mission too. Like yeah. if you want to look yep. at it like a fun thing, like you're going on a quest. You're yes. going out to get it. That's what like the renting movies is about. Like yep. rental patient. I mean, that was it. Like you're with your friends. You got a time limit. You, you got to pick something good. Your friends are waiting or like, you're going to leave your house. You got to get up off your couch. You're going to sit on your couch for a few hours and play games or watch movies, but you might as well burn a few calories walking to the store yep. at, you know, but <laughs> yeah. And like the catalog thing, you know, Dylan, you mentioned how like Amazon, you can just get stuff and it's there the next day. With the catalog, it was also like the special thing, just bringing it back to Christmas. It felt like this was the only time of year you could ever consider ordering a toy or something to your home. Because then the other 11 months of the year, there'd be no you wouldn't have an opportunity to go online and order something or there was no other like, you know, you, you didn't get like a Groundhog Day catalog or something. <laughs> it was like Christmas catalog. This is it. These are the only toys this yep. year. This is it. Toys don't exist for the rest of the year. So you got to pick if you want to get this Power Ranger or this Nintendo game or whatever, like you pick it now yep. and you're going to have it for the whole next year until the next catalog comes around. So. I don't know. I mean, that's maybe how my like seven-year-old brain thought about it. <laughs> no, and I mean, it works. And I think this goes into even like just content in general nowadays, like how just overflowing everything is with content. Um, I bring it up constantly. Like my backlog of games is absolutely insane right now. And just next week, Horizon, the, ne- the new Horizon's coming out. And then we got Elden Ring at the end of the month. And my stack of unplayed games is just continuing to grow but i'm like i still need it right now so and and it's hard it's hard to sit down and you spend hours scrolling through netflix trying to find something to watch and there's thousands of things you could watch but you're like i don't feel like watching that maybe we have too much at our fingertips maybe maybe it is just too easy to get a hold of something nowadays yeah we're cursed with the choice yeah It's the same thing with cell phones and and cell phone addiction and and stuff like that, where it's like, I think everything is just too, too close to touch. I think it's way too easy to get a hold of the things. It's kind of like we were just talking about earlier. It's like going out for the hunt. I miss the hunt. I miss going out and hunting for things. I miss even 10 years ago, just around like late September going out where, Hey, we're going out hunting for spooky stuff. Like we're going to go hit these Halloween stores and then we're going to go hit target and walmart and stuff like that and i feel like the the hunt is just it's going away and i wish it would come i think back. That that's why things like record store day are so popular because yeah. it's like a day that yeah. forces people who are record collectors to be like all right i gotta drive to this store because it has this specific album yep. and i gotta go to this store because it has this specific album i think that we are continuing to see and i know this is a wild prediction but i think that things constantly are in rotation of what's popular and convenience while it's nice does have enough downside that it's like i look at what's happening with spotify right now where people are just like you know what take my fucking music down because the fact that i have to get a million downloads to make like a dollar makes no fucking sense and if people want to listen to my music why not go to my band camp and just pay the like ten dollars to get the whole album of songs at that point i don't think that streaming in the digital age is going to go away per se but i think that the people who are like oh physical media is going to definitively go away are wrong like i think that there's going to be there's always going to be collectors but i also think that artists are going to start getting fed up with the fact that they're putting hours and so much time and effort into something that is literally 
being just treated like a disposable commodity after they've spent like a year of their life crafting it. I don't know. When I buy something, I feel like I'm giving it value. When I listen to a song on Spotify, I don't feel like there's as much value given to it. To I me. mean, 100% as a consumer. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the records I buy, the physical vinyl copies that I buy. I sit there and I, I listen. I, I look through the artwork. I, I appreciate what I'm listening to where what new music Friday, I'll pop onto Apple music or Spotify, scroll through the new releases, add them to the library. And I might never even sit down and listen to it. it it's, it's almost like we, we don't appreciate it as much as we could yeah you know better on a shelf at home than your telephone plus then you remember what the hell you own it's true <laughs> boom now that's you guys it's kind of a perfect segue i gotta say for you know i'm here promote on my podcast promo tour promoting my new vinyl release yeah <laughs> so but i everything you're saying is so true and yeah i love physical i love interacting i mean like with vinyl i love that you have to get up and flip the vinyl over yep. you get and the vinyl is crafted so one side and the second side like there's like you know there's a reason the tracks are ordered that way you want to flip things over you start off side b with like another song like there's a reason all these choices made you've got artwork to interact with um like you know with with my new record for example we've got all the lyrics on the inside so it's big beautiful artwork on the front cover it opens up and then you have the lyrics to all the songs so you can rhyme along with me about renting movies going to used record stores playing video games with mega ran i'll shout out my man mega ran who's on the album uh you know comic books dungeons and dragons there's some wrestling in there there's some he-man there's you know all kinds of fun references. So, uh, well, yeah. And, and I've said this a million times before, but the other really great thing about when stuff came in a physical form, like a CD or a cassette or a vinyl, the amount of other bands I found in the 90s just through looking at the thank yous in those albums and being like, hey, I really like this artist. Who? What other bands are they thanking that maybe I haven't heard and should check out? And that just exposed me to even more bands. Burglar, before we go, I've put you on the spot to do this on every single podcast we have ever done together. <laughs> you mind wrapping us out real quick and uh, summarizing what we talked about? You know, Dylan, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, my God. Let's go with Kenny Omega. Oh, well, Kenny Omega. Who, who doesn't love Kenny Omega? I know he's down with video games, Nintendo, Sega. He liked to talk about Chrono Trigger one time. Now, let me think. Oh, let me figure. I see behind you, you got a picture of Jason from Friday the 13th. You're asking, what does Berg mean when he puts these rhymes together and makes a freestyle? I see Matt over there looking nice. Meanwhile, we talked about Christmas catalogs and toys, action figures for all the girls and the boys. Maybe you get a nightgown from mom or dad, whatever your style i mean whatever was the fad that you could open up inside a catalog with uh jc penny uh what data log am i looking at to find pictures i go on the internet now but i just miss the days of ordering things and wondering if i could go to a store and find that one thing that i wanted to and maybe it would be around but if not then i'd have to go downtown to another store and again and again and then maybe call up one of my friends and say hey have you seen uh uh, Encanto? I can't find it anywhere. Uh, uh, don't you know it's actually Encanto? Did I pronounce it wrong? I'm in Toronto, though. Now I sing a song. I'm kicking a freestyle. There's no beat, so I can't be off it. I gotta give you props for all the topics. And thanks for having me on. I'll be the word to the burglar. Real name, Sean. 
Hey. <laughs> oh, you know what I really, really want for Christmas? Yeah. My favorite holiday book, the catalog from Sears. Each year in your mailbox, it magically appeared. Used to show up mid-fall, early as October. Jam with the stuff the kids would go nuts over. And did I? Yo, let me tell you the facts. I studied this catalog like I was taking the LSATs. For some reason, I just needed to know. Every Star Wars, Transformer, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtle, and wrestler. Micro Machine Hot Wheel. So much awesome, I thought it was not real. The best photo reference that you could find. Full of brand new toys and didn't cost a dime Pages were full color, glossy and thin I'd circle toys I wasn't even interested in Yeah, I slept with this thing, I'd even take it to dinner It kept me warm through the cold, Canadian winter From the first side of snow till winter was done You could find me flipping through pictures of fun <laughs> Marketing triumph designed for kids to bug their parents to buy them and the kids in the pics were who I wanted to be I imagine they got all of those toys for free from the RC trucks to that weird hugging monkey in the doll and overalls called my buddy Nobody wanted that story if you had him I'd rather have a GoBot or even Prince Adam from Care Bears to the Care Bear Cousins They had the best toys you've never seen by the dozens Even ones looking back you know you're laughing at Like kids who had a cabbage patch for their habitat <laughs> That's a fact, I pray to Santa every night It's not blasphemy, he's technically a saint, right? And when I met him at the mall when I was younger He asked what I wanted, I gave him catalog numbers From the first side of snow till winter was done You could find me flipping through pictures of fun <laughs> Anybody did Had teachers asking me what they should get for their kids And well, my sister was blase to the whole affair I could name my little ponies by the color of hair Yeah, Snoopy Snow Cones and the Garfield phones Tabletop hockey and the tape deck from Home Alone Yo. Game Boys, Glow Friends, Barbies, Toboglins Video games, rock tumblers and toboggans Begging for Megazords, Play-Doh, Lego A book full of dreams, come on, what kid could say no? Dino Riders, Cops, Masks, Thundercats If it was plastic with a staff I wanted that, but honestly, thinking of the elation, I didn't need toys, I had imagination. After all these years, I still have the thought that all I want for Christmas is a Sears catalog. From the first side of snow till winter was done, you could find me flipping through pictures of fun. And Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, Roman. we got comedy, 
We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.